Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Once more from myself, Jamil Wallace And a very good evening Hartelijke goeie naand Voor die wat een beetje laat ingeskakel het I'll leave caught us now After the walk of Maghrib And we say whatever the as you made For yourself, your family and for others May Allah accept it, amen Well, Tuesday evening It's journey to Hajj Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in-house Sheikh, assalamu alaikum to you Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh As always And Muhammad Assalamu alaikum to you, Muhammad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Okay, so we've got the father and son here. Son, listen, see if the father's doing it correctly and posing the questions. I'm only kidding. It's nice having you here as a young person, especially here between the, the two O-topies here. Sheikh, once more, just a bit of a refresher on where we are. And I must say, we're getting a lot of comments. We say, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. for having somebody like you with us. Especially when it comes to Hajj, you know, one of the important journeys. But as you always say, is don't even think about it. May Allah open the path. Amen, Amen. Over to you, Alhamdulillah, Respected listeners out there, alhamdulillah, all thanks and praises you to Allah always and forever. You and I, the fact that we are Muslim, the fact that we are of the Nabi, of the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it is the best favor that man can ever be given to. Subhanak la hawla wa So there is no greater favor than the favor of being a Muslim and the favor of being of the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah grant us to be of those people as appreciative of that great favors of Allah on us. You could have been somebody else. You could have been somebody that's not Muslim. You could have been somebody that's not of this ummah. Na'udhu billah. Not you, but I and everybody else. May Allah protect us and may Allah grant us to become appreciative of these great favors so that we can be actually be worthy of the, 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 the khayr and barakah that Allah further will bestow upon us, says Allah in the Quran. If you, uh, you become appreciative, I will multiply that for you extensively, Ya make, make us worthy of it so your, your favors can come to us on a continuous basis, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Then Salah and Salam on our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the last and final messenger, the one whom Allah has sent to teach us how to be human on earth, so that we can be granted the reward of the best of the Akhirah. Ya Rabb. I repeat, the one whom Allah has sent to guide us how to be the best of human on earth. So the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was not sent to be able to make you a Muslim only, but to make you the best of human beings. That is what a Muslim is. The best of human beings, you are the most superlative, the highest level of humanity. Your humaneness is of the highest level. May Allah grant it to all of us so that we can work to that level, inshallah. And because we live to that level of the highest place as human beings, thereby we can become deserving of Allah's Jannah in the Akhirah and being set free from the fire of Jahannam. May Allah grant us to be of those people. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Salah and salam upon him, his family, his friends, and all those who follow his path. May Allah grant us to be amongst him. Allahumma Ameen. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. The Jamil, as you've indicated, we are dealing with the journey on Hajj and, and, and just an introduction to where we are right now. We started off in this process to deal with the issues of 
having to understand Hajj in the, the context thereof, which means it belongs to some other context. It is not by itself on its own. Y- you can only imp- apply it when you've actually had everything else in place. And Islam is, uh, ha- Hajj is a rukun of the arkan of Islam. So with being a rukun, it is the final rukun. So the other arkan is before that. So the other arkan must be in place, as you've indicated. And as you said, Jamil, if that is not done properly, it's not in place, it's not solid. The idea of going for Hajj is not what is possible for all of us. Now, I'm not saying that because I want to undermine anybody or I want to say to you, you are not worthy of going for Hajj. But this is clear in the words of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his advice and guidance. It also comes clear in the words of Allah in the Holy Quran is what Allah wants us when it comes to Hajj. But brothers and sisters, more so, because we wish for you to be a perfect Muslim, because we wish for everybody out there to have developed himself to the level of what Islam wants us to be, so that we can actually gain what's known to be Hajj Magbul and Mabrur. And thus, must probably just a reminder of what we said at the beginning of this program, right at the beginning, the first moment, to be able to say to you the objective of Hajj is not to forgive the sins. The objective of that is a pashala on Hajj. It is the cheapest commodity that day. I repeat, it is the commodity which is the most expensive you can get it nowhere, yet Allah make that the cheapest commodity that day. Allah gives it off freely to anybody and everybody. If you ask it for anybody, Allah will give it and Allah gives it in abundance. Subhanak. Which means no sin will be too great. great. No sin, sins will be too many in the sight of Allah to be able to forgive it. right? And no sin is too big. And if you've been a sinner in any way and you return to Allah, then Allah is ready to forgive you for that sins. And especially that day, there it is a gift. But what is the objective of Hajj? It is to able to obtain Hajj Magbul and so we need to understand to how do I obtain Hajj Makbul and Mabrur? It's through that journey of preparation from its beginning right up till to get that moment. Because if you didn't go through the journey from the first Rukan develop up to the last Rukan, then unfortunately the objective of obtaining Hajj Makbul and Mabrur is almost the height of impossibility. The ungemakkelijkste is you think that you know it can break me, you'll be Hajj now, people with this understanding, you and I need to understand that it's because of that understanding we wish for you to be able, and we, that's the reason why we clear these things in there so we can know what is the things. But at the same time, we also said, unfortunately, our topic cannot deal with all the details of what we go through the other can. We only mention highlights so that you can take through that to a madrasa where you can get the guidance so that we can actually go into more details of what the Hajj entails. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. The Jamil, we then ended off with the process of the uh, Ita Az-Zakah. And we went to certain things. We went to the, to the uh, uh, looking at what, when, when we speak about Zakah, what really is its concept. And we said to it's the relationship between man and the rest of humanity. That sense of being to have a sense of consideration, care, love, concern and compassion for others. Um, and, and, and we said to us that this Zakah is equally a fart on everybody. In a sense of a fart that we need to be able to strive to achieve and acquire for Allah enriches all of us. Mm. And Allah wants us to be of those people who strive to when Allah gives us that we put some of those monies away. But so we need to identify certain things. And we said then, um, the, the, these some prerequisites as to how do you obtain your wealth and how do you distribute or spend your wealth. It's an important factor. We then said that led us to the understanding of 
what is needs and what is wants because many people nowadays lives with extensive amount of wants and doesn't forget about the fact that they need to look at needs. Now, Tajamil, Miss um, Probi, I'm going to say something uncomfortable this evening and I'm not prepared to say it as a means to insult anybody. I'm saying this with respect and due respect to everybody out there. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't mind, people, as rich people out there and as poor people, He's speaking to everybody. If you are looking for something to eat and to drink and you don't have, yet you have in your house a display cabinet with display things in, Allah's going to question you about those things that are displayable in your house. Because you're not gaining a single cent of that. You're not benefiting yourself, neither others. It is only disturbance and destruction and corruption. It is part of the firewood of the fire of Jahannam. Unless you make tawbah, ask Allah for forgiveness, you take those things, you sell it off, you give it, and, and you take the money and use it for where monies can be used, for whatever is in the display cabinet is of total harm for humanity. It is against the very core of this deen. It's not something which our Nabi has ever entertained. Yet in many homes out there, there's billions of, well, billions of rands of wealth spent on display matter. Display matter, which is like what happens in the display cabinet, every cent of that is against you. It will f- witness against you, Yom al Qiyamah, and will not be kept for you. Na'udhu billah, our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in no way in favor of anything. This is a satanic, un Islamic, Western, or secular concept of having many things in your home that is uncalled for. May Allah protect. Amen. And I'm not saying, as I say, in any means to insult anybody. My fear is I don't want it for myself, so I wouldn't want it for you. So if I've said something which hurt you in any way, forgive me. Please make dua for me as well. Please, if you don't mind. I'm a weakling, but I wish for you all the success. I wish for you all the success. And I wish us to understand when it comes to wealth, Islam wants us to be able to recognize it comes from Allah, not from you. Not from me, not from even what our, our degrees are. Allah decrees what is our worth for our day, our rizq for our day. But we must be able to think of how do I expend it. Amen. Sheikh, could I ask you just to hold that thought for one second? second. Uh, our guest here is still with us, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, and obviously it is the journey to Hajj. We'll continue after this. Well, we continue with journey to Hajj with Sheikh Ibrahim Abram. Sheikh, once more, over to you, sir. Shukran, Jajameen. Jajameen, we ended off earlier, before the break, with, with uh, introduction, uh, introduction as to, and to where we are in the development. We, we ended off at the understanding of needs and wants, and understanding what is in the, the wealth that we have, and how do we achieve them, and how do we actually distribute them. Um, the next point we got to, Jajameen, into the we is to who is deserving of zakah and that Allah Ta'ala explains to us in the Holy Quran. That's in Surah Tawbah, verse number sixty, and I think we've gone through that verse last week. We tried to cover that as far as possible. There's an important aspect that we wish to cover tonight. To Jamil, a very, very important concept concept that needs to be understood from our people in the issue of zakah, and that is the responsibilities on you and me. Because if you understand what, who the responsibilities is on, you know these people can never get zakah. 
And if it means that I understand what's the responsibilities on me, so I can only pay zakah after I've seen to those needs because they are needs of mine. There's certain people that I can never ever take out of my life. Had Allah put unto me my wife, my children, my offspring, and where I come from. If any of these people is in need, it's my responsibility. So for that matter, if I have an uncle in the family, this uncle is my responsibility. Now this uncle cannot work. He, 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 he doesn't have any, any income, any earning, or he hasn't have, doesn't have enough. He needs a place to stay. He needs to be looked after. He needs to be cared for. That is our responsibility. Now I'm specifically using an uncle because an uncle is slightly distant, more distant than a mom and a dad. A mom and a dad is almost a necessity. Now that is the responsibility. And you cannot and may not dream of an old age home to put them in to get rid of them in society. And that is Islam's responsibility on us. Allah has chosen you and me to be able to give us the challenges so that we can become strong with the challenges that Allah gives us. And we can become valuable to ourselves and to others because of the challenges that we get. The more the challenges is of Allah on us, the beneficent the situation is for ourselves in the Akhirah. The more we strive to be able to overcome and get rid of the challenges and get it out of the way such as using the old age homes it's only making it more uncomfortable for ourselves our dunya and our akhirah but people this part of our responsibility seems not to be understood by many via zakah it is a zakah process that is needs to be in place that's why zakah is fart and that's why i mean zakah is fart on everybody we need to understand if i have an uncle if I have a brother's son or a brother's daughter that can't work and doesn't have income and is sickly, then it's our necessity as the cousins and nephews and nieces, we by necessity need to look after this person. It's a fart on us. Allah has made it a fart. Yes, so true. I'm not the only one. We need to share it with the rest of the family, but everybody in the family, and thus Islam has, has given us a family or a tribe that we belong to, that we need to be able to work together as a unit. And again, it's through the process of the fart that Allah has put in zakah, that's why I come to identify who's my children, who I cannot give zakah to. I can never, ever give to my child zakah. I can never, ever give to my mom and never, ever give to my dad. I must see to them. Not zakah. So after I see to them, then only I can disperse zakah. So my mom and my dad can never ever. So they, nobody, nobody can ever say yes, but my, but my mom, uh, but my mom's poor. My shame that you have and your mom is poor. Shame on you. Shame that you call yourself Muslim and your mom is poor. How dare you? Your mom should be in exactly the same status that you are. That's why she's been your mom. Allah has commanded you, you need to elevate her position and keep her in a position greater than your own wife and your own children. Subhanak. But we live in a society today where we always become oblivious of these things, not realizing the seriousness. This is all meant in the understanding of what when we say zakah is fart upon us, to understand is through the, the concept of zakah, you come to identify who is your family members, who who can give with you and share with you? Who do you need to stand responsibility for? Now allow me just to be able to express this process in Islam. Seems not to be a very understood process, but it needs to become a reality of us. us. 
In Islam, when I harm somebody unintentionally, and I happen, the person dies in the process, which means I've killed the person unintentionally, then I must pay zakah. I mean, I must pay blood money. But that blood money is not payable by me alone. All my family members that's related to me, through the understanding of that zakah, through the zakah processes, and all those that can inherit from me and I can inherit from them, meaning under normal circumstances or if the circumstances allow me to, that I can inherit from them or they can inherit from me, then they must be part of the people who pay towards the blood money that I have killed somebody. To this extent, Islam goes to let us understand that bond that they need to be in the family to protect the processes of families. May Allah protect. So people, the issue of zakah is not financial only. Oh no, it's a total misconception. Its financial connotations speaks very strong about our bond, our relationship, our strength of unity, our support and protection in this ummah. And to see that we are there for the family and we have responsibility compelled upon us through the issue of zakah. May Allah open the path for all of us. And may Allah grant us to be able to develop through that. Is it possible for somebody who goes for Hajj, who has a sister who is poor, and he's not prepared to help her in any way, or a brother who doesn't have or not enough to be able to feed his own brothers and sisters, or his own children, but he, he's, he's the rich one and he, he's got rich friends and he's got Islam speaks. Need, needs to wants us to understand that we have responsibility before the Hajj becomes fart upon you the other arkan is fart upon you a million times more and if you cannot see to the necessity of those arkan in place don't dream of going for Hajj your dream is far-fetched for sure out there you're going to make a decent mess out of the process because for definite it's written on the wall you will never get the objective of what hajj is for which is called hajj makbul and mabrur may allah protect people as i say i'm i'm saying i'm the one leading the words but i don't have the wish and desire that for you what i'm saying i want you to understand when we say it because you and i will wish for you that you come to understand the real thing and you strive to uphold those things so that Allah can grant you through your understanding of your processes of development towards the Hajj that Allah grants you that Hajj Makbul and Mabrur. Yeah. I wish that for myself and I wish it for all of us. Allahumma Amin, Ya Rabbul Alameen. So may Allah grant us to be able to come to understand that there is responsibilities and I think I've mentioned the moment, I've mentioned the moment, the dad, I've mentioned the uncle, I've mentioned your cousins. But we need to understand who is my family members and who is not family members of mine. And how strong is the family relationship with people and how distant they are. The nearer they are, the more stronger the situation is upon me. The less, the, the, the further away, there is more other people that actually, because each and every one of us, we belong to a family. We have cousins, we have nephews, we have nieces. And, and, and so we are related and Allah hasn't made us an island or a person alone where there's nothing around us. We're all interrelated with families. May Allah open the path so that we come to realize we have responsibility on them as they have responsibility on us. And may Allah guide us so that we can actually fulfill those responsibilities, come to realize the seriousness of looking after our responsibilities. And when we do that in the sight of Allah, Allah Ta'ala takes care of the needs, whatever we need in our akhirah. 
And if for that matter there is anything that has been taken away and we fulfill the needs of Allah for what Allah has put onto our backs or has given us as responsibilities and we've seen to those needs, Allah Ta'ala will take the care of the process in the future. And I, I, I don't think I need to mention, I'm likely going to mention this qissa of this person who goes and wants to leave for Hajj and happens to go into his neighbor to want to greet him and find that the neighbor has food, the tables is laid with wonderful food. And he says to his neighbor, can I have some of your food, please? Uh, can, would you allow me to enjoy of your food? The neighbor says to him, I'm sorry, man. I cannot give you of this food. But this, the table is laid wonderful of the wonderful food. And the, he then inquired from his neighbor as to what is the reason why? His neighbor said to him, for months long, I did not have something to eat. I did not have, we did not have food in this house for months. And under the circumstances, I was forced to be able to take a dead carcass. To see that, fortunately, you just walk in here while my wife has prepared this dead carcass, yes, which we know we are living on. If we do not eat and I do not feed the children now, then most probably we stand in for death. Yes. To that extent is the poverty that we are in. His neighbor, he didn't realize. He, came, he went home and he was amazed at what was said to him. He was shocked. He then went home and took his money that he was going to go on Hajj and he's informed people that he's leaving. He took his money and took it of it and shared it with his neighbor. Which then brought about the process of him not fulfilling the Hajj that, day, that year. Strange enough, the group of people that went for Hajj congratulated him when he came back and said to him, Subhanak, we all, all of them saying to him, Hajj Magbul Mabrur, because we saw you on Hajj. Allah, yes, Allah. Allah. They saw him in Ihram standing on Hajj, standing in an Arafah. They, and, and all of them related this from various angles to show how Allah have accepted his Hajj of which he did not go on physically, but Allah has granted him the opportunity. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. May Allah grant khair and barakah to all of us. People, letting us understand the seriousness of recognizing when you have, how do we deal with it, and what happens with the financial connotations in our life, so that we actually fulfill our responsibilities when it comes to especially who is deserving and who is not deserving, and for what reasons are they not deserving, and so that we can take the responsibilities that need to go with those things, inshallah. Then uh, 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 the last point I feel is a necessity for me to mention here is uh, 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 on what issues do we need to give zakah? And I probably say I don't have the luxury to go into all the details, but I'm just going to mention the process that certain of the things that is uh, uh, um, mentioned by the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, like livestock, um, we, we we have to give zakah on. It's finances on possessions that you have, monies that you have in the bank, is what we say. And there is what is called to be a nisab. But these things I would ask our students, please, if you don't find or the, or, or people out there, please see that we get, because there's a specific total, the nisab is not a single total. The nisab is something that's been worked out under the circumstances that you find yourselves in and from situation or type of, uh, the type of wealth from one type to the other changes for that matter. So thus I would suggest our people actually get themselves busy with some ulama who guides him along so that we can understand that nisab and have to apply and understand on what are the issues that I need to all give zakah. May Allah open the path and grant us khair and barakah insha'Allah. Tajamil, that, that brings us into the end of, of our understanding of zakah and the issues that happens with zakah there. Um, most probably there's much more, as I say, 
This is all we do as just wanting to be able to give the stimulate our people to understand that they need to go out there to build themselves furthermore in the understanding of the ibadah so the application in life can be more meaningful inshallah. We come to the next concept, the, the, the next uh, uh, rukun. That's so a rukun. Before we go to the next one, it's the ideal moment for me just to take a very, very short break. And uh, when we do come back, we'll continue with our journey to Hajj with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. And I think Sheikh has just touched on, uh, I just want to reiterate what Sheikh said earlier on. Uh, Sheikh has not given us now a lesson in zakah. Sheikh has just touched on it to make us aware of it, of the importance before we even think of going on Hajj. Back with you after this. Welcome once more, welcome back once more, and we continue our journey to Hajj with Sheikh Ibrahim Abram. Sheikh, over to you. But I believe Muhammad wants to pose a question. He's got a question for Dad, <laughs> Muhammad. Yeah, uh, if somebody is uh, saving money and the amount he's saving is enough for, for Hajj, oh, sorry, for Zakah, yeah, but uh, he doesn't pay Zakah on it, and 10 years later uh, he realizes he has to pay Zakah. Can he pay zakah for it that year that he realizes, or does he have to pay for all those 10 years that he must? Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. I think it's a very pertinent question because it happens unfortunately with some people that we're living with in the day and time where a person is probably unaware of it. May Allah protect if that's the case. If a person is doing it purposely, then it's, then it's a sad thing. But as Jamil, the person needs to be able to work out every year what did he have and start from the very first year. Of which he had an, uh, a full whole, a whole year that he had money with him, and that money that was there for the full year, that on that he needs to give zakah, and even in the second year he must work out for how much I then had the second year and how much was there. If it uh, had happened for all those ten years, he has to see that he pays out for the total of ten years that zakah. So the zakah must be paid of all those years, right? because. On that, in that uh, situation, it's a fart, right? And remember, the zakah, the best way to deal with it is to deal with it through a zakah, either the zakah fund, which we have in South Africa, or what I would suggest that what is known to be a Baytul Mal, mm-hmm. our zakah fund in South Africa, the Sanzaf, is fortunately looking after those processes for our Muslims and takes uh, It is the best way to be able to distribute of our things. They see to the need for what needy aspects there is in the community. But it should have been paid off prior, and that's why a person is not set free of those things. May Allah protect all of us. Jazakallah khair. Beautiful question. We now move on to the next Marukan. Uh, um, and the Rukan called the Saum in the month of Ramadan, fasting in the month of Ramadan. And people, first and foremost, we want to come to the concept. And I don't think we, I, 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 I can expound too much on this because it is something that all of us do in the month of Ramadan. Every year we fast. We're only going to look at the concepts of it and looking at the things that needs to happen within that. If you do not mind, first and foremost, it is an injunction of Allah telling the Holy Quran when Allah says to us, Ya ladina amanu, kutiba alaykum usiyam kama kutiba ala ladina min qablikum la'allakum tatakun. Allah says, Ya ladina amanu, and Allah speaks to the people of Iman, Allah addresses us with Iman, with honor. 
كتب عليكم الصيام we've compelled you with performing the fasting of the month of Ramadan we've written it on you it is, it is uh, uh, gazetted against you that you must carry it out سبحانك كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على اللمذين من قبلكم but the other Uh, people before you, whether it is of Christians or Jews, of all other people that the, um, the Anbiya will send messages to them, all of them had to fast in the month of Ramadan. And then Allah says the purpose and the reason was the same to them as it is to you. That you can increase the value of your relationship with your Lord and strengthen that intimacy with Allah. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And I think that is needs to be understood because in understand that words that Allah says, and the ahadith with that having to give us the understanding of what fasting is all about is an important factor now some of us makes the process of fasting as if it is a diet and some of us when it comes to fasting you know, they say a hungry man is an angry man they say quat and quat arach then don't fast because Allah don't need our fast Let's listen to the hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Two pertinent hadith, the one he says to us, لَيْسَ الصِّيَامِ مِنَ الْأَكْلِ وَالشُرْبِ Don't think that fasting is to abstain from eating and drinking. You have it wrong. Yes, you need to abstain from eating and drinking, but that is not the purpose. إِنَّمَا الصِّيَامِ مِنَ الْلَغْوِ وَالرَّفَثِ Siyam is the real reason for siyam, says the Nabi sallallahu So that you can know what is unnecessary, harmful, destructive, in your life, وَرَّفَثْ And what is that when your emotions, your, your sexual emotions, that you don't have control of that? سُبْحَانَكْ لَحَوْلَ وَلَكُوَّةِ إِلَّا بِلَّهِ Meaning, the Nabi says, it's to be able to have control of your, your emotions and to be able to identify what is good from what is not good, right? It's not to abstain from eating and drinking only. But the eating and drinking is a necessity part of it. But its real issue is to be able to develop you to come to know what is good from what is not good. Right? And that you start to implement excess of good in your life and to excessively remove the harms that is not good for us in our lives. So that is the reason why. That's the one hadith. The other hadith, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, مَن لَمْ يَدَعْكَوْ لَزُّورُ وَالْعَامَلَ بِهِ فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَةٌ أَيَّدَعَ طَعَامَهُ وَشَرَابَهُ if you cannot abstain from bad speech, if you cannot speak, uh, control your tongue on indecent speech, and all action that has to do with negativities, if you cannot control yourself with that, then for the sake of Allah, there is no need that you need to abstain from eating and drinking. But that you need to abstain from eating and drinking is compelled upon you. You must not add any eating and drinking. That's the fart. But that is not the real issue. The real issue is that those things must help you to be able to know what is how to control your emotions and how to control your tongue and how to control your actions. Allahu Akbar. May Allah grant us to be of those people. So people, the ayah of Allah, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ And those two ahadith that we just mentioned now gives us a broad understanding of what fasting is. In concept, the scholar says, it is a means to identify how to develop and grow, how to where you are, come to know where you are. And so Allah, in the process of having to give us a yearly process of fasting, Allah wants us to be able to see if we did not develop daily, weekly, 
monthly, then as a fart, Allah makes it a fart upon us, you need to take stock of yourself on a yearly basis. And so every year you must feel that your Ramadan has improved. Nay, that your life has improved. That your 11 months after Ramadan, this year has been more meaningful than the year before. And Allah wants us that the reason why Allah has made it the fourth rukan, it looks after your, the first rukan, which is the, the kalima to shahada, that establishment of Allah and through your belief in Allah and your, 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 your taking Allah as your, the one that you worship alone and you submit yourself to Him and that you follow the tariq of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Secondly, it needs to look after the quality of your salah. Is it in true sense that which the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has shown us? Thirdly, it wants to ask of you, are you putting in place your zakah processes in your relationship to humanity? And so everything that's in fasting is to be found in everything before that. Do we see the development? So fasting is not possible if the first rukun and the second rukun and the third rukun is not in place. So the fourth rukun only becomes meaningful when you can identify the other three, right? And thus, if those three is in its place, it gives value to that of when we say you have the ability to now look and do an assessment every year on what your type of life is. It is said that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the month of Ramadan has multiplied in every possible act. Every possible act. And the Sahaba radiallahu anhu says that it was to such an extent that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the normal circumstances, he was a good man who always did good deeds. But in the month of Ramadan, it was like as if a storm of a wind of goodness that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa did. And yes, it is not impossible. It is possible for everybody. Which means, we just make the intention, if our Nabi could have done it, Allah has made him human so that we don't have an excuse. My see me, see Nabi, see me, see. He's, he's completely human like you and me, has got the same emotions like you and me, except for that Allah has given him the quality as a Nabi. But Allah wants us to understand that he has been our bl- blueprint so that we can actually follow him and carry it out in his manner. We might not get to the level of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but we must be able to use him as our role model so that we can actually develop as we go along. And if we do that, it needs to happen that is, uh, Ramadan should be a minute for me to do an assessment of myself, to do an assessment of my family, to do an assessment of my community. And, and, and so every Ramadan, we must be able to ask ourselves a question, have we developed? Have we improved? Where was our faults? What can we remove? How can we? We do this with our businesses, isn't it? But the, the very message comes from Allah. The very method of doing an assessment every year, of doing stock taking every year, Allah shows us stock taking is a fart for this ummah. A fart for us in everything that you do. So if you develop the ummah into a certain way, you need to do an assessment every year. You need to look through the process and see, is it something valuable? Did we, did we really develop positively? Or have we just managed to get through to certain things? Allah doesn't want that. Allah wants us to get structured in a manner that we can actually develop and grow so that every Ramadan can be a benefit of every level of us in Islam and so that we can actually improve to become best better Muslims as the time goes on. May Allah open the path, forgive us for our shortcomings and this is what's best for our dunya and for our akhirah. The Jamil, I probably can say to you here yeah, that unfortunately 
Um, I don't think I have much more to say on the issue of Ramadan because it comes happens to us every year, and I think the ulama goes to us every year and speaks to us on the on the topics, the reminders of what is the processes on this. Is anybody that want to ask a question right now on the month of the issue of Ramadan? Another question on Zakah. Okay, just a little closer to the mic. Okay, uh, if a person. Uh, uh, puts away your money and the time for zakah mm. is uh, like a month before uh. zakah is it's uh, it's due it's due mm-hmm. and then uh, in need in the ummah comes where he has to spend the money there mm. uh, like a we, we, we think yeah. his uncle got sick and, uh, Some, something mm-hmm. in his family or mm-hmm. in the ummah mm-hmm. and he pays it uh, is it considered as zakah as well or no then if it's something that actually look it looks at a need then that deduces the the value of zakah. So then he didn't have the nisab level for the zakah, so zakah is not needed for him for then, for that time, right? So if Allah, if it, because he's used it on where there's a need, mm. the jah is in that sense. That's it's not far upon him to be able to pay zakah because he's, he's looked after his needs, okay. right? Especially when we, 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 we said earlier on that we need to identify the difference between needs and wants. It's not a want. He's not spending it because I want it, because of greed. Mm. Now, it's probably just here that you said, in the business field, what sometimes people do, as they know the, the moment comes for, it's now, so 11 months, it's not 12 months yet, but 11 months comes, and says, that is calling it once, that's taking it out with the intention to be able not to see, if he had to leave it like that, it wouldn't have harmed him anyway. Mm. Now, doing that purposefully, Allah is aware of that and he's actually harming himself in the process and harming his own business. Mm. For if a person is prepared to pay his zakah, Allah promises him excess of barakah in his business. Mm. And all for that matter, even if in your house, uh, we shouldn't have fears when it comes to zakah in the words of Allah. Allah purifies us, cleanses us from any harms and wrongs and Allah multiplies for us in excess that Allah gives us because of giving zakah. May Allah grant us to be of those people. Mm. So I hope I've answered the question. Just before you go there, I've been told we can go right up until 8 o'clock. A question because I know when I look at our listenership, there mm. would be those mm. who follow Islam to the T. There would be those who were neglectful. Mm. Now all of a sudden, they are listening to you tonight <laughs> and the conscience now kicks in. <laughs> what do you say to them? They've been, let's say Zakah have been neglectful of it <laughs> over the years. <laughs> May Allah forgive all of us. Amen. Yeah. Well, what is important, Jamil, if a person comes to his conscious, that for that matter, if erred, he's made mistakes, the first thing that we need to do as Muslims, as Allah's advice, that the person comes to Allah in forgiveness. He opens his heart and he admits to Allah and he turns to Allah verbally. He says, Ya Rabb, Astaghfirullah. I ask forgiveness. Forgive me, Allah. Because death can come upon him any moment. Or anything can happen. He might not be granted. And he admits to his Lord, oh Allah, Allah can probably forgive him for the very fact that he asked forgiveness. And if Allah gives him life more and he has the capacity, then he must fulfill that which he has made his mistakes on. Right? May Allah forgive all of us. Right? He must endeavor to do it. He, he must strive his very, very best to be able to see that he fulfills that which has been his mistakes and his errors of the past. Right? Mm-hmm. And, never, and also, in having to ask Allah for tawbah, meaning he doesn't wish to ever return to that thing again. Right? May Allah forgive. But our Lord is a Lord of mercy. 
He wants us to recognize him at the very first ayah in Surah Al-Fatiha. In the second ayah, he says, Al-Rahman Al-Rahim. I want you to know me. When you want to know me, I shall, Lord, I tell you who I am. I, I, I'm Al-Rahman. I am extremely merciful. My mercy is excessive. Al-Rahman. It touches everything that exists in the universe. My mercy exists, touches that, right? So, Ya Rabb Subhanak, La Hawla Wala. How mercy is He not on us when we are human and we recognize our faults and we come back to Him and ask Him for forgiveness? He's prepared to forgive us. Says the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when somebody admits to his faults and recognizes it and admits it, but sincerely begs Allah for forgiveness, Allah's more excited about Him. Allah, Allah, much more excited Allah. about Him than He could be. And even if He uses wrong words in expressing but he knows in his heart then Allah is prepared to be there for him subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah ya rab may Allah be merciful upon all, all of us inshallah forgive us for our shortcomings and be of those people who when we recognize the faults and errors that we've lived with that we strive to be able to return to the path of Allah so that Allah can forgive all of us and grant us khair and barakah for our dunya and for our akhirah Allahumma ameen ya rabbal alameen the Jamil in, in the, the, the concept of, 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 of fasting, as we said, we looked at the essence of having to understand there. It's, it's, it's all about me taking uh, uh, stock of myself and see how I can develop myself to a better person, a better human being, a better relationship between me and my Lord, first and foremost, a better relationship in between me and my parents, a better relationship between me and my partner, a better relationship between me and my children, a better relationship between me and my neighbors, a better relationship between me and my friends, a better relationship for me and or a better person in my community, a, bit, a better person in the is, things that I participate, or even in my social issues that I deal with, that I become more Islamic, more conscious, and more aware of what is expected from me from the side of Allah and His Rasul. And if I do that, then that is what Islam wants of me to do. It, it, it's, it's knowledge of the month of Ramadan and its application in the, right through the year so that Allah can grant us to be accepted to us as a Muslim Ummah. Anything further than that? Could, could share? Uh, we've got about three minutes left, Muhammad. Uh, yes, three SMSs. It's fond of, fond of I want to read the three of them. One is a very disturbing one. Listen uh, to this. It says, Sheikh Salam, Sheikh, I'm listening to you now. I'm 63 years old. I have to pay my rent, buy food. Yet I have rich brothers. They don't even come to see me nor give a cent. I make some wasas for a living. Okay, that's the one. The other one says, Salam, what is the nisab for zakah? And the third one says, Salam, how much percent of our earnings must go to zakah? I don't know if Sheikh wants to put it, but the first one is a very, yes. very disturbing one. Uh, I mean, I, I'm coming to the, 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 that one last. Let me just like to speak on the other two. Just to, to, um, the one as to how much, what percentage must be paid zakah, fortunately for us, two and a half percent only if you have an X amount of money. Now that is what I'm asking you. Please go out there to your sheikh so that you can understand what type of things that you have as finances and the, your place that you, you study your deen, that that person guides you what type of wealth you have. And because we don't have the luxury on the radio to do that. The same happened with the other question the person asked of Nisab, which we said earlier on. It is that, that you, a certain amount of money, must you must have it, and you would be considered, then that amount of money, is, uh, if you have it for a amount of a year long, then 
but it, it because it differs from types of value uh, 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 commodities that you can uh, own thereby the nisab is not a single process may Allah grant khair and barakah and I think that last question we can leave for next week when we come to Jamil mm. uh, we've got a minute left Sheikh, mm. and, and I thought uh, it's a disturbing one and, and yet I mean it's 63 years old and there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's so many of the similar and you touched on it very early Allahu Akbar you said you know those of us who have if I can probably say in the time that we have left, let us understand as Muslim brothers and sisters, a person comes to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he says, O Messenger of Allah, I go out of my way for my family. I do everything I can, but yet my family treat me in a different way. Can I abstain and turn my back on them? The Nabi said to him, under no circumstances, you may not. All you need to do, do what Allah has compelled and ordered of you to do. See that you carry out your responsibility towards your family members. And the less you leave on Allah. Subhanakla hawla wa la illa billah. And Maswabi for the old man, I want to say to him, keep your link strong with Allah. Mm-hmm. Beg of Allah. Call to Allah. Recognize who your brothers is and ask to uh, ask Allah to feed them with excess so they can come come to their senses and let them not die before they ask Tawbah to Allah and come to see what is their responsibilities and carry that out to the best of their abilities. Amen. Mm-hmm. Sheikh, shukran very much. Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams and Sheikh is Muhammad Abrams, the young son of Sheikh. That is the journey to Hajj next week, inshallah. If Allah wills, we will continue with the program then again, Sheikh. Shukran Afun. once more. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Shukran wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.